<laughs> that's the first thing that's going to be recorded now because I hit the button and right as you was like Welcome back to the Hateful Geeks. It is part three for Anime for Andes. For those of you who have not checked out episodes one and two of Anime for Andes, that's him. That's that, me. that guy right there. They're excellent episodes. Uh, I, that is us trying to expose our our, our elderly friend Andy <laughs> to the world of Japanese animation. Our elderly friend who he, he has he has fought us tooth and nail for a long time to check out some things that might actually interest him. But eh, old dogs don't learn new tricks. Well, here us here we are again with a stick and a carrot, and we're going to try to get Andy to to hopefully maybe try something new. It's not going to happen. Are you a horse? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, welcome back to the Hateful Geeks. This week, uh, I am, like every week, I am one of your many hosts, Phil. And this is Sweeney. And I'm Andy. And then Tim's not feeling so good this week. So, Tim had to go home and take a nap, rub some powder on his balls, and show his penis to his dog. Yeah, he kind of had the root canal done, so I can understand. He had a a root canal done or something. Some, Something some to do with his mouth. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of oral. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andy, son, you were tasked with checking out some old school anime. We, we've been trying to, tr- to get you into some modern stuff the last couple episodes, but I, I feel like we've been doing it wrong. So, <laughs> I've tasked you with checking out some milestones, like some anime that are like from the late 80s, early 90s, stuff that kind of really got the ball rolling in America. Uh, for a lot of fans. We're talking about three big properties. We're talking about Akira. We're talking about Ninja Scroll. And we're talking about Record of Lotus War. We've got some sci-fi. We've got some ninjas. (laughs) And and we've got some like high fantasy, very Tolkien style. So I gave you a little plethora of things to to, to taste test here and there. I get it. High fantasy. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha (laughs) ha. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, first question: Did you watch any of them? I watched all of Akira. Whoa. I got a couple episodes into Record of Lotus War, and I did not make it to Ninja Scroll. Mm, okay, so two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> Sweeney, Sweeney, did you watch Ninja Scroll? I did not watch Ninja Scroll. Are you serious? No, like you guys, so I have to basically explain the entire plot of Ninja Scroll. You will explain to you. it to me, and I will and react will, to your explanation. You, trust you me. know you have to watch it for anime for Andy's episode four, correct? And then you have to give us your book report. <laughs> well, this is this is this is my theory here. Your explanation will be further along than he will ever get into it. Yes, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we we'll, we we'll, we might talk about Ninja Scroll. We'll talk about the ones you actually saw. So let's start with the big one. I'm glad you watched this one because this is like. The big anyone. This is sort of like the Citizen Kane of anime, if you will. <laughs> like people have been talking about this movie and manga for thirty years. It's one of the biggest fucking things. 
that ever came out it. of Japan. It has influenced tons of modern sci-fi and sh- shit like that. It, it's also influenced by a lot of old school sci-fi. So Akira, Andy, I'd like you to, I know the plot of Akira because I've watched it like 400 times. <laughs> I'd like you to tell me the plot of Akira. On my one watching, here's what I got from my, <laughs> I think, understanding. Oh, God. <laughs> if you actually understand Akira after one watching, you are ahead of the curve on like 98% of anime fans. Don't I don't mean to be rude. You don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> I can tell you right now, I have no fucking clue what I just watched. <laughs> so, futuristic Tokyo, now called Neo Tokyo. Which is Not next year, by the way. Yeah, next year, 2019. <laughs> yeah, now, now technically Akira takes place in the past now. Yeah. Go on. So I, I gathered uh, Tokyo was nuked again, maybe by themselves. I don't know. Go on, go on. Something happened. <laughs> Keep going. Um, so now in futuristic Tokyo, the the government uh, does experiments on people. There's some kind of like council. It's run by douchebags i don't know i don't know who All they governments were are run by douchebags continue there was some colonel with a sergeant slaughter haircut going on not wrong and just didn't have the aviators of the hat right, right. and so there's like everyone's in like biker gangs now not everyone but a lot of people our main like, characters are members yeah, of biker gangs yes, biker yes. Gangs. so japanese biker gangs come on now it's a thing they're pretty badass think road rash but yeah. in the future um, Continue. <laughs> Tetsu and Kaneda are kind of friends. They're like they're friends. Best friends. They're childhood friends. Yeah. yeah, but they talk shit to each other the entire. Okay, what so do you think we friends. do? <laughs> right, like that's that's what best friends that's do. Kind of standard, like dumbass. Continue. <laughs> they, yeah. They, so they're on a chase against the clowns. There's an accident, <laughs> and uh, Tetsuo gets picked up by the government, and experiments are done on him. He gets super awesome mega telekinesis powers sure. yeah, some kind of powers that he just does psychic with abilities. his mind he gets ESP psychic yeah. powers and yeah. then he just goes ultimate evil with them and that's what I liked about it <laughs> of course it is because that's let's be honest if we had that kind of power and somebody pissed us off done done I'd be nice until I wasn't supposed to be we'll leave it at that yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a scene where he breaks out of the the hospital slash scientific building that he is in the second time and he's in the hallway and these guys come up they're like we gotta stop him and he just pops them just pop he does like a force sphere and literally yeah, like, he just like, this. Dust them. Yeah. like this yes. and they just <laughs> I, 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 so far so good uh, how did you like the ending I have no fucking clue what happened at the end. So good. <laughs> so Akira itself the scientists were doing some kind of experiments with trying to create these powerful beings and from what i understood this either just didn't go right or it went too right so they took all the dna and put them in these little jars and then somehow these little shriveled up baby old people <laughs> smash the jars on the ground and it just magically makes another naked baby akira right there in front of them and I'm oh, you sweet summer child. I swear to God. <laughs> Dude, were you, okay, okay, real talk. Were you sober while watching it yes. the first time? No, you were that, not. Don't I you dare you lie. Not. Don't you lie to me, Andy. I am dead serious. It was like 
two hours ago. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oof, wow. Yeah, I can see it in his eyes from here. He's sober, everybody. <laughs> All right. Cool beans. So you got like 80% of that, maybe. <laughs> so Tokyo does not nuke themselves. No. Tokyo, uh, before the first war, the, the, okay. Tokyo or the scientists were working on studying people who had psychic abilities. They were also performing like drugs and tests and experiments that would increase their powers. And Akira was one of their test subjects. And this little boy was so powerful that he was almost a god. And when he awakened to this power of pure energy, basically, through psychic telekinetic abilities, he caused that explosion that like, at the very okay. opening so of the film. you remember like the opening scene with the explosion? And then remember like when they're in the stadium and the same explosion happens? Yeah, yeah, the big white ball thing that's, that that's just keeps... Little, one little Akira they're one in the same. blew up Tokyo. Okay. And that caused World War III because nobody was willing to admit they were working on experiments and they blamed it on America. Yeah. So World War III breaks out because of Akira and the project is put on hiatus, they think, <laughs> and Tokyo has to rebuild. And yeah, there's something to do with the Olympics or some shit, which is why that stadium's there. Right. But anyway, yes, kids are like juvenile delinquents. And our two main characters, Tetsuo and Kaneda, are childhood orphan friends who are in vocational school. And they are <laughs> punk-ass motherfuckers who have, like, bikes. And they beat up people on the streets with chains and pipes. Yep. Very, very classy young men. <laughs> So, yes, um, the little shriveled dudes you kept talking about. <laughs> yeah, the little, little blue shriveled up baby They were white, old Andy. They're chalk white. But, yes, those are kids from the earlier experimentation days. The medication they use to keep their powers in check um, keeps them in, like, a state of, like, Gary Coleman. <laughs> you yeah. understand? So those kids are, like, 50, like, 60 years old, but they're, like, stuck as children because of their powers and the medicine being given to right. them. Hmm. So, <laughs> during their fight with the clowns, as they're chasing through Neo Tokyo and this really gorgeous anime, you have to admit the animation of this movie was pretty excellent it for good. its time, especially. This is a late '80s film. For what you were seeing, it was definitely ahead of the curve. Like the way Neo Tokyo is portrayed in this like glorified, like neon paradise uh, of of I don't know. It's very steam. It's not steampunk. It's very cyberpunk. Yeah, and it, it definitely have. Um, <clears throat> Um, Blade Runner a little bit with the, like the lighting and stuff like that. It was like that. It, it was a little huge influences from Blade Runner. Yeah. So, so yes, you're right. Uh, and the little shriveled kid is being like kidnapped by a resistance group who is trying to expose the conspiracy of these psychic experiments being done on these kids. And that's why they're running through Tokyo and then the dog Ryu and shoot and the K. dog. And yeah. K, Kai, K. 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 That's a girl. We'll go yeah. into K later. But uh, the uh, uh, Takashi... The, the kid who's like, oh, you shot a dog. No, not a dog. And then they blows up every window for like six city blocks yeah. with his psychic powers. I do want those powers. <laughs> <laughs> when he yells, everything just yeah, shatters. He, they, um, his, his exposure to Tetsuo when Tetsuo gets into his biking accident um, awakens the power inside of Tetsuo that was already there. And they explain that this power exists in all human beings, but not everybody ever awakens to it. So yes, Tetsuo like they they see that he has the pattern when the when the government shows up and they take him in for more experiments. But he's way older than all the other subjects, so the power is like rapidly kicking in because of his like teenage hormones. <laughs> so Tetsuo like gains psychic powers on a scale they've never seen before. 
Yeah, you were Except like the, Akira. You remember the little half globe thing that was like playing music, and he was like, "Look at this pattern." Now look at this pattern. Oh yeah, ding, where ding, it was like ding, ding, yeah. ding, 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 yeah. ding. It was showing that they were in sync from Akira to the new guy. Yeah, so Tetsuo yeah, I had starts no clue like what the scientist dude was looking at. It, it looked like a futuristic lava lamp that was just. Think of it like a psychic reading, like like a like an EKG meter in Ghostbusters. Like how much psychic power is taking place right, right now? <laughs> oh, it's over nine thousand Tetsuo. <laughs> <laughs> so so yes, you're right. Tetsuo like awakens to the the power, and he just starts throwing a big temper tantrum. In the in the manga, it's a little bit more go. They go in depth because because he escapes the facility, he doesn't have the medicine to keep his powers in check. So he just starts taking like fistfuls of drugs. Right. Which like they kind of show illegal a bit. pharmaceutical narcotics. When, when he remember when he goes back to like that bar they went to and he says, "Give me yeah, the capsule." Yeah, give, give me the capsule. And he started like and then he kills the bartender. Yeah, he starts just chucking Takes all of his drugs. drugs. Those are drugs, like hardcore drugs. Yeah, not like vitamins. I mean, that always, always had like a, Kaneda it, has a pill on the back of his coat. <laughs> right. Obviously, they're punks, dude. They like they get high and they ride motorcycles and beat up people on the streets. It's what, what they, they do. do. It's fine. Do drugs, bang bitches, bro. In Tokyo for life. <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs> so, so yes. Uh, so Tetsuo obviously had like some deep-seated inferiority complex because he's living in Kaneda's shadow his whole life. So now that he's got like godlike psychic powers, he's decided that he's going to get even with anybody who ever made him feel small. Ugh, Andy. Uh, <laughs> you, yeah, this is what you would do. If you had psychic powers. Yeah, he kind of goes just off the deep end there's no there's no rhyme or reason for his killing it's just because he can he keeps getting like visions of like Akira and he has no idea what it means so he's like trying to hunt down like who's Akira what the hell happened and that's why you saw like those those DNA jars you were talking about <laughs> those were that was the scientific dissection of what was left with of Akira's body after he transcended into a, a being of pure energy during that nuclear holocaust he created. It looked like a little like microchip at the end when they busted it out because it was like another nice little square and they just throw it on the ground and it was like, poof, Akira. It, it's like a <laughs> bisection of his spinal column and his nervous system yeah. put in glass. And then it's like, this goes here and this is what this is. If, if you've ever taken a class in biology, you would know what any of that shit is. It's okay, I get it. And it was <laughs> like, they, they say like they, they called to him. So like Phil just said, when the first time it happened, Akira went, he transcended. Like, he was gone into pure energy. So all those little kids have a connection to Akira and that, that energy called to him to bring him back to make take away what was happening. Yeah, they basically bring him back to life for a quick moment to get to, to get rid of Tetsuo. They're like, dude, this guy's out of control. Like, there's And there's, like, the biggest, like, most memorable scene. South Park even riffed on it when, like, Tetsuo's power is beyond his own body and he starts becoming, like, a gigantic amoeba monster. Yeah. Yes. And just absorbing everything in sight. That's why they lost pain me. is inside me. <laughs> like I was kind of okay where he just like randomly used some like metal laying on the ground to then become like some cyborg arm. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, but then when he just started blowing up and becoming some big giant like fat giant well, Sally it's... Struthers blob, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's, it, his protons were essentially collapsing on themselves. Trap a keeper five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So the basic premise is. Tetsuo got too big for his fucking britches. The, the old kids kill themselves to bring Akira back, who nukes in Tokyo again and takes Tetsuo with him. <laughs> and then the, makes a little... The, the, little <laughs> so the ending of this movie is very debated, a lot like 2001 A Space Odyssey. A lot of people are like, did Akira just blow shit up? Did, like, who actually survived? Like, what happened? 
the the pre the, the the accepted concept is that Tetsuo and Akira used their ability to create a pocket universe, and they went there and they left. They left our reality by using their power to become gods and creating a whole new universe. And that backlash is what blew up fucking Tokyo again. <laughs> But yes, Akira is one of those like mindfuck anime, sci-fi, superpower right. movies that like people have been debating for the better part of 30 years. And then you have the little snowflake universe that falls down at the end. Yeah. That is, that, that's, that's what's left of Tetsuo and his energy. And then he just crushes it. <laughs> Tetsuo! I crush you. I crush you. So how did you feel about so so plot plot wise yeah who the fuck knows good luck understanding your first watch it probably takes a couple viewings to really like grasp all the scientific and metaphysical nonsense <laughs> taking place in this film but like what what were some pros and cons you felt about this film I I did I I wouldn't say I loved it I didn't really <laughs> care much <laughs> for it either um <laughs> I did. I like Tetsuo. I like his relationship with. So you like Kaneda. the kid who threw a temper tantrum and killed people, but you don't like the rest of the movie. Yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> a lot of it, I just didn't understand. Like I didn't understand. You can say what it. The, you didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't get it. I don't understand a lot of what's going on. I don't get the big giant like government building that they're breaking into, where the guys are dri- driving around on hover bikes and. Just a government facility. Canada's going in there. And What's not to understand? You've seen these these concepts and things. That's and like every and sci-fi. All, like they have to break films. in, go in, and destroy it from the inside out. Like what's, what's I can't tell if you're like intentionally being obtuse who, because who it's was anime. The, the little the old dude with the slicked back hair with the mouse teeth, Ryu. and he was no, he was talking about the leader of the resistance. He was one of the counselor of the the Supreme Council, and he was like trying to run away with like a briefcase of look like his like money. Money and he was, like his. He uh, was the one feeding information degrees. about the psychic, uh, the psychic conspiracy to the rebels who were trying to overthrow the government. Yeah, that was the whole point of him. He was like feeding information to Kay and Ryu and the other like rebels who like Kaneda joined up with, so they could prove that they were still doing it. So that then they would they would get rid of the yeah. government. And if the people found out the government was still experimenting on people and there were psychic weapons out there, they would be thrown overthrown immediately. Right. That's the point. That was that whole plot line. You, you, you're you telling me you were sober and watching this film. Was it because you had to read? Was that? Was, <laughs> so did you stop reading? <laughs> like, wait, what's going on? Did you just hear you're the just Japanese? You're just sitting there listening to gibberish, and you're like, this movie makes no sense. I don't understand like, Japanese. They're, no, they're I, literally I telling you what's happening, get, Andy. I did, not, I did not get who he was. At first, I was like, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Because he was being... well. He was in the alleyway and he was fighting with somebody who was part of the resistance. I think it was Ryu. And then he shoots Ryu. That's when I he was betray- like, wait, who? He betrayed him. They, he threw them under the bus and he didn't help them when they asked for him to send reinforcements. And he took all of the fucking tax money he had in his safe and he was trying to make a break for it and escape Tokyo. And Ryu caught him and he was like, fuck you, traitor. Bang. Really, dude? Like, this stuff makes sense if you actually pay attention to the film. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're hating on too, it because you were like, what's hurting? Nah. I think the I think the problem is, too, I think for a lot of Japanese, like, manga and stuff, it really focuses, like, really heavily on the younger people in the movie. And, like, you're used to seeing movies that focus on, like, the elder aspect. That's more of a backstory is what's really going on. The main focus is like the the, the 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 teenage problem here, not like yeah. The socio-political aspect of the story is really just backdrop, like Sweeney said. And you gotta understand the movie it glosses. The re- the reason I really wanted you to watch this because there's they're making a live action 
yeah. American <clears throat> Akira. Like this is happening, but they're cha- but they're supposed to be a trilogy, and they're going to be actually focusing on a lot of the stuff that happened in the comics that the movie doesn't really go into. Like the first destruction, what the movie really ends at the first first or second volume of the of the right. manga, like. Like Tetsuo comes back with Akira, and they like rule Neo, the remains of Neo Tokyo, with like a psychic fist. Wasn't that funny though? Because like they're gods, but they only we're only gonna rule Tokyo. Just Tokyo. <laughs> the rest of the world's he, fine. He got his little section of the planet that he wanted. Yeah. He became a big, big man. And that's all Tetsuo <laughs> needed. And like Kaneda is like joining up with the resistance to like kill Tetsuo and like oh. just fuck his world up. And come on, dude. Orbital laser. The orbital laser fight is sweet. amazing. Yeah, the SOL. Soul. Yeah. Soul. The yes. shit out of luck. You're shit out of luck. We're going to blow <laughs> yeah, you, you are shit out of luck. Tetsuo. Bye bye. But then Tetsuo flew up into space somehow. Well, no, he flew before that as well. No, like into space. The vacuum yes. of space. Yeah, he's got psychic powers. Destroys the the orbital yeah. laser beam. The pew pews. Rains it down on the fucking planet. <laughs> Brings yeah. it down and then comes back down to continue. Destruction. Yeah. Yep. That was sweet. It's badass. Oh, okay. I thought you were no, like, no, I thought you were like, like I thought you were questioning this. I was like, so, what's wrong so with yeah, that? I, I'm asking you, like, what were things you did like about it? I know there's like two, but like, <laughs> I'd like to hear about both of them. No, I did. I liked that. I liked um, just a lot of the aspects of his relationship with Kaneda and with his friends to where he did. He even said, he was like, I'm going to kill you because you always came around. You bossed me around. You treated me like crap. Like, Fuck you! I'm the powerful one now. Yeah, because he was like, "You always have to come and save me. Stop saving yeah. me." And now he doesn't have to be saved anymore. Oh, you're a big man now. <laughs> you're just king of the. It's all garbage, right? Because he was like, "Yeah, you're king of this pile of crap right now." Although, <laughs> good for you, you big crybaby. And maybe I did miss this, but I don't understand how all this. Like he was able to stop multiple like military people shooting laser beams at him. He was able to stop bullets, yeah. tank ballistics. But Kaneda had one laser gun that actually did damage to Tetsuo. Well, it's all about like getting his focus. Like right. he was able to like distract Tetsuo enough because te- psychic powers are only as good as you, whether or not you're paying attention. That's how they work. Yeah, so he I would mean, like he would like yell at him. That's why he was like yelling at him all the time, just like to get his attention. And the first time he fired, he was down by his hip. He didn't even bring the gun up. He like just fired it from his hip, and that's why it hit him because he wasn't expecting it. He was like, ah. yeah, he just completely fucked with him and caught him off guard. And then like the right. giant laser from space he had no to idea. deal with, while K is like being like a medium for like the kids to focus their psychic powers and have psychic power. No, 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 psychic power. <laughs> like this movie spawned films like Chronicle, which I know you liked. Chronicle. I did like Chronicle. Yeah, and this and like in Blade Blade Runner was a huge influence on it. Like that's obviously I mean you look at Neo Tokyo, right. it's pretty even the biker game. Like, like yeah, it was you know like first from a size sci-fi aspect, Akira has touched a lot of lives, and I, I I think that one of the best things about it is like the animation and the psychic battles, but the plot can be convoluted. <laughs> it I like, can be I actually like the character the the Colonel. He was a part of this council that was running. Uh, Neo Tokyo, and then he's just like, "You guys are corrupt. You don't know what's going on." They're like, "Hey, you need to check yourself." And he's like, "Fuck that! I'm out of here." He leaves. Then they show up to arrest him and tell him that he's out. And he looks at his own guys. He's like, "Shoot him!" <laughs> they just shoot each other. Two of the military. It's a coup. <laughs> he just he declares martial law. And... Yeah, he's like, "Nah." I mean, he he was probably in the right because he from the beginning he was like, "I don't like this fucking psychic nonsense." You're gonna 
get us all killed again, right. like with the first Akira incident. So he saw the writing on the wall, and he saw the Tetsuo bull. He was like, when he when he comes in at the end and he sees like the psychic pattern that's the way it's grown for Tetsuo, and he's like, what the fuck have you been doing? <laughs> Are you serious? You're letting this happen? Like, what's going on? He's like, fuck all of you. Right. You're all under my boot heel now. <laughs> I'm gonna kill Tetsuo myself. He doesn't. I like comes um, close though. When you first kind of get introduced to the, well, not the first introduction, their, their abilities, when you finally see the the old shriveled up babies are yeah. taking the toys and the stuffed animals and making big, giant, like, nightmarish versions of them and attacking Tetsuo in his room. I was like, that's pretty cool. I'd like to and you do that. see, like, the girl has, like, better abilities, like, with clairvoyancy and, like, seeing the future. And, like, Takashi uh, and the... Masaru, the one in the wheelchair, the floating wheelchair, yeah. like they were better at like physical things like shields and making like constructs out of like what's laying around. But yeah, like their psychic abilities are, they vary to some degrees. Now, Akira was just God, like, you just, <laughs> I can do whatever I want. K? Nukes. Is her name? Uh, yes, the, the one girl, in the yes, K. In the, uh, the Olympic Stadium where the battle is going down at the end and he brings Akira up and everything. Mm-hmm. She is there, but she's kind of flip. Was that the little wrinkled babies like using her as like a conduit pretty much like inside of her? Because I, w- I was like, how does she yes. have powers? She doesn't. She, okay. But she, they, 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 when they met her, they found that she had um, uh, she was a medium, which means she has no psychic powers of herself, but they can fo- they have the ability to focus their powers through her. So they were able to like join forces through her, like so three v one, basically. Yeah. So they could like triple team against Tetsuo. Like this only way they could stand <laughs> was, a chance. It was against like him. a USB hub, three into one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they, plug, they just plug into her, and then now she plug can and play. fly and shit. Yeah. They go like once again. This, these things are kind of glossed over in the movie, but it's explained in detail in the manga. But but yeah, from Akira, it, it's. I understand why you didn't like it. <laughs> Because it required, like, sifting through a lot of convoluted sociopolitical plot to get to the meat and bones of, like... There was a lot of downtime between some of the action, and I was just like, oh, let me just see him blow shit up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you simple, simple (laughs) motherfucker. I swear to God. All right. Well... You've broken my heart again Wait, for anime. To, do we have to rate part Akira three. on the Weeaboo scale? <laughs> no, Akira does not even enter into no. the Weeaboo scale. There's Akira one. One. There is one pretty Weeaboo. When the clown... So Tetsuo breaks out the first time. I know what you're going to bring up. You're going to bring up Kaori getting punched in the face and her shirt getting ripped off in the street. It's just like a beat up. It's not like they don't make it like a weird thing. That doesn't matter what fucking country you're in, dude. Biker gangs are assholes and misogynists. They didn't make her boobs like gigantic or like... It was just like a... It wasn't anything perverted or anything like that. They were like they were going to set fire to his motorcycle and beat the shit out of him and his woman. But she got her face beat because of Tetsuo. And then after they finally get all calmed down and Tetsu is ready. She's like, oh, Tetsu. And he's like, shut up. Get out of here. Well, if you saw, if you saw that, that that's how they in. all treated the girls that were hanging around them. Like after school, yeah. they'd like walk they're with them and like, assholes. stop flirting with me. They're biker dicks. They're yeah. not like they're not gentlemen and classy fucks. I don't know how else to explain this to you. They're not good like, you want, that, It doesn't enter into a weeaboo scale. This is, this is a, <laughs> if you like sci-fi, you can get into Akira. There's nothing about it that's cringeworthy. It's not no, a cringy. It's not, no. it's not cringy at all. So it's a zero on the weeaboo scale. <laughs> Fuck you, Andy, for even trying to bring up my weeaboo scale for this film. 
I decide what to do. You do. <laughs> I am the gatekeeper. You are the key master. I am the click commander. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, well, let's let's just jump into the other one that you actually did watch, and we will talk about Record of Lotus War. And this is one that I really had high hopes for you because this is high fantasy. It gets its, its <laughs> origins come from Tolkien and D and D. The the actual creator of Record of Lotus War got the idea for this show from his own D&D campaign. These are his characters that it, him and his friends played. The, the It's got dragons and magical swords and armor and avenging your father and, and demon swords and fucking goblins and kobolds and gi giants and shit. What are you, what are you doing? What, two what episodes. Is that? You watch <laughs> two yeah, episodes. Yeah, I know. You only watched two fucking episodes. And I was well, done. It was funny. Is all the things you just said is the reason he told me he did not like it. Because it was too so, much like Lord of the Rings. It's not that I... I don't want to say I disliked it. Had I seen this back in like the early, mid-90s, I probably would have loved it. Watching it now, it was very hard for me to disconnect it from Lord of the Rings. Episode 1 is the fucking Mines of Moria. <laughs> they are literally running through a mine... Of a dwarven kingdom through a mountain, and then instead of fighting a Balrog, they fight a dragon at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Episode two, which I, what I got from it, it kind of now flashes back, is the fucking gathering of the fellowship. <laughs> I was like, I, I literally could not disconnect like, my mind. You from love it. Lord of the Rings. I do. You do. You and are hardcore Lord of the Rings like, fan. I was like, fuck this. I'm gonna go watch Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's in English. <laughs> Oh no, it's not. It's Elvish and Orcish. <laughs> you know what I mean. So you're telling me that the reasons you love Lord of the Rings <laughs> why are why Lotus you didn't War. like Record of Lotus War. I'm going to call it bullshit. <laughs> and here's why. Let me explain why I'm calling it Gim. Yes. Why just the Lee? Lee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, God damn. Yeah, what's your point? <laughs> wait, is it, wait, is it? Never mind. G H I M. No, it's actually just G I M. Okay. No, it's, no, it might be G. No, it's G H. I watched it. Right. I watched it subtitled. G H. Okay. I so the, this is why I kind of wanted you to actually watch all of it because this is not like a twenty-five episode series. It's an OVA of like seven or eight episodes. It's really short. Um, it's it's and they're all only half an hour long. So you only got two episodes. You lazy fucking serious. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Andy! You didn't even get to the part where Ashram like the fucking Black Knight shows up with the fucking demon sword and like murders an entire like city it's it, it, and the fucking fight when the armies like between like the guy with the holy sword and the guy with the demon sword uh, fawn and belled like they talk about how they're like the the old heroes well, there was like a generation of like six heroes who stopped like a fucking cataclysmic event and this is the story about like a new generation of heroes coming together to stop another cataclysmic event and there's the no rings. There's no dark. <laughs> so they stopped Sauron on the first time, and now shut the, the fuck new up, Andy. Just shut the fuck up, all right? You, you only watch two fucking episodes, you lazy bastard. I'm not no, gonna let you sit you here and act like you know it. what you're talking about. You watch it. I refuse. I'm going to. All right. It's actually pretty. I, I, however, I will it. say this: the dubbing is better than the subbing. It's rare. It's very rare that the a dub is better than a subtitled in original yeah. English. The dubbing is excellent, and it's easier to watch. The characters sound really good. The voice acting's fantastic. Um, but Crunchyroll only has a subtitled version, so I mean, I'm I sorry prefer. that's all I could provide for you for the two episodes <laughs> you put in. I prefer Cock. subtitled. I mean, I, I like I like the original language with subtitles. 
I do too. But I this I, I actually watched Record of Lotos for the first time dubbed. Yeah. And I've watched it subtitled as well. It is better dubbed. I think it, that, it just is. I think part of that's because I like to guess what where they're at in the English part of like their language. So I'm trying to like fit in the words as they're saying it. Like, oh, it's a name. That name goes there. <laughs> like eventually they have to go f- destroy a gigantic fire dragon, a fire dragon mountain called Shooting Star. Oh. Who might or may not be related to smog. We're not gonna go there. <laughs> and then there's like, a, later- like that like Oak and Shield. Mm. Smog. <laughs> there's only one fucking dwarf, so let's not even go there. <laughs> and there are like there's battles between dragons at some point, and like the music's actually pretty good too at certain parts. But for an an for a Japanese animation, um, it's 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 it, how it portrays what is very much a Western uh, trope of like high fantasy. I think it does a very good job. This is not something that's like normally in their wheelhouse, fantasy anime does not succeed typically in Japanese culture. It's just something that's kind of like foreign to them. Uh, the idea of like knights and uh, samurai and ninja obviously like kick ass there. <laughs> so when you try to like put something in a suit of armor or like a broadsword and a shield, they're like what? Uh, they, they just go shrug. The same way you go, you go, why am I watching this? It's not in English. <laughs> I- like I said, had I seen it before I saw Lord of the Rings, I probably would have liked it. The animation was really cool. The whole intro where they showed the the god of light and the god of dark, and they were having like that epic war. They were the last of the gods to be there, like seeing their dragons battling and like kind of like the still art image of that. Yeah, big, the mural. Yeah, it was very cool. And then it just went right into Mines of Moria. Which is like, why I kind of want you to watch the rest of it, because that shit becomes like actual happenings in the last three episodes. Like shit hits the fan. Like the the evil god Cardis tries to like resurrect through that Vagnard, the red wizard who's with Beld and Ashram from Mar- Marmo, and they try to like uh, they had to they kidnap Deedlet, the elf, to like steal her soul to use to resurrect a, a an evil god. So you and, so you can okay if these are, if this is a story about the real person's D and D campaign, you can definitely tell the names of the characters <laughs> were very like on the spot like. Which is fine. You, you can but, you can look at this and obviously see that there was a lot of like homages. Because let's be honest, anyone who's ever played a fucking D and D game, you pull things from stuff you already yeah. know because that's fun for you. I've made like five different barbarian class berserker characters that have gigantic ass broadswords that are like, and they all have giant grips. So obviously, I'm trying to be guts from berserk. <laughs> we're not gonna. So fuck off. So don't don't you even sit there. You come fuck down off. off your goddamn. The high horse, and you try to enjoy and something. I, and for I once. told you that you I said I could tell it was taken everything from Tolkien, and you said it's a lot of D and D, which I said was also taken from Tolkien, which is not a bad thing. Had I seen this before I saw Lord of the Rings, I probably it was just me watching. I will give it another chance, but me I watching don't understand it, I that just mentality. was having. And I'm a not very, saying it's wrong. I'm not saying that your opinion is wrong. I understand what you're saying. You were exposed to Tolkien first, I and mean, that makes sense to me. But why does that prevent you from liking something that's similar to it in the same just thing? A, like it's I'm, the same genre. I'm telling you, I just had a hard time watching it and not sitting there with scene by scene and comparing it. Instead of that can just be fun too. Ex- instead see, of just appreciating it for what it yeah, was, see, I don't do that. Like if I'm watching separate things, like I know I know what Lord of the Rings is, right? So I'm, that's over here. You know, that's always over here. Now, if you bring me any other high fantasy, I'm not going to immediately relate it to that because it's own thing. I, I, I agree. Like I don't watch like fucking Dragon Slayer or Krull and go, man, there's some shit like Lord of the Rings in this. Fuck it. <laughs> 
Why am I bothering? Fuck this. Like, no, I just sit there and I kind of try what, to enjoy what for what, you know, <laughs> what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got so mad I knocked over my camera. because <laughs> For those of you who can't see what's going on, Phil's camera just flipped all around and did some weird funny shit. All right. Well, I smacked it because I was mad at it for being like other cameras. I will come back to Lotus War and we'll talk about it. So okay. fill me in on Ninja Scroll. Ninja Scroll. So Ninja Scroll in the same vein as Akira is like a late 80s, early 90s. And this was like one of the very first like animated films to like make its way across the uh, the pond to us, so to speak. And the premise is, is like Jubei Kibagami is like a legendary uh, samurai ninja, if you will. I, the, 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 the line between samurai and ninja is very blurred in this. But the premise is that he's just a wandering ninja and he just gets fucking like wrapped up in these like ridiculous uh, supernatural shit that starts taking place. And this band of like evil, fucked up, immortal ninja who mm. all have these ridiculous, like, array of abilities just start trying to, like... They, they're trying to overthrow the Tokugawa Shogunate, which is basically the government at the time. Right. And this is, like, feudal Japan, but it's not, like, real feudal Japan. It's very... Fa it's fantasy-esque. So, I mean, you got, like, a snake woman who can, like, kill you by, like, controlling snakes. You got, like, another guy who's got, like, a beehive in his back, and he looks like a little fucking, like, troll asshole. And he <laughs> attacks you with bees and shit. You got one person who, like, summons dead bodies that she uses as, like, bombs. And he's, like, a fucking, like, just a badass sword master, and he just cuts through these assholes. There's one dude who can turn his skin into rock, and he's got this gigantic, like, like spiky boomerang thing that he throws, and, like, he's trying to, like, I don't know hook up with chicks against their will or whatnot. He's kind of he's got some consent issues, if you will. But, um, but Jubei immediately is like, oh, you can't be made of rock everywhere. And he like attacks him through the eyes and shit and like blinds him. Oh, jeez. And it's, it's very, it's high, it's violent. It's very ultra violent. Um, it's very adult oriented. It's, it's very like, uh, it's animated incredibly Wait, well. Like the fighting is really cool to watch. Like the way the, the sword fights take place and, um, the just the, the way like Jubei just cuts through these assholes, and of course their leader is like completely unkillable and shit. He, like he, he's he's literally immortal, and so he has this, to find a way to try to kill him too. So is this like Ninja but, Gaiden, but kind of? But Ninja Gaiden's also in the in modern times. Yeah. This is uh, the the Ninja Scroll is very difficult to describe, but very very fun to watch. Okay, you don't have to be sober try. for this one. <laughs> I was gonna say, what time period is this? Time period probably feudal Japan. Okay, like like ancient do you know Japan. Yeah, I do. Car feudal, you feudal. 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 <laughs> feudal. Frugal Japan. Frugal Japan. Jesus Christ! It's actually an American word. You sons of bitches. The frugal chef. It's a feudality. Anyway, oh my god, I can't believe I'm trying to take you bashes back to school. This is an anime. I do not require you to be sober for it because this is very much like a visual fun fest. It's the plot. It's all you need to know is that. Uh, that Jubei is getting like revenge on these assholes and he falls in love with like some female ninja who can't have any kind of relations because her ninja power is that anyone who kisses or touches her is poisoned to death. Oh, and she has no control over it. It's like poison ivy. Hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I don't even know how else to really describe this. Gold's involved. I don't give a fuck. I go for the ninja slashing, sword swinging, cool ninja powers. Like Naruto definitely like it's got like, some of its ideas from this. It's like Samurai Jack, but with more story. 
Yeah, yeah, I'd probably say it's 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 got Samurai Jack definitely owes some of its roots yeah. to this. I think a lot of modern supernatural ninja retellings definitely owe their existence to Ninja Scroll. Like this is one of the starting points. Nice. But like I said, this is a this is a visual visual roller coaster. You need to watch this simply for just just the experience of what it just looks like. For and the you oral can watch pleasure. this one dubbed as well. It's on Hulu. <laughs> you can watch it on Hulu dubbed. All right. Same with Akira. If you ever want to rewatch Akira and actually get it right, <laughs> you can watch it dubbed on Hulu. Hulu. Thank you, Hulu, for providing us with. But if you want to watch Record of Lotus War, it is only on Crunchyroll currently, and that is subtitled. Um, now it's still good subtitled. I, if you can find your, if you can get your hands on a dubbed version of Record of Lotus War, I highly recommend it. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> yeah. So that's a maybe. Thanks, Andy, for your fucking maybe. Can I ask? I mean, all do, of that. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. I, I'd like there to be one anime for Andy's episode where you actually like watch everything I tell you to watch. Now, a couple. It's been quite a while now. Four <laughs> years ago, five years ago, I was on my way to Atlanta and I was watching Helsing, the anime Helsing. I actually was really enjoying that one. So I kind of want to go back and watch that. So I was going to say for our next one, I was thinking a little vampire theme with vampire hunter d oh helsing oh and then do you have another like those are oh. the only two that i really know i don't know if there's another for anime yeah a like vampire, a anime? vampire or even so this is where we got to like lightly yes, gentlemen because some of the anime <laughs> involving vampires this, this niche can get very weeaboo very fast very like <laughs> look for example and i do not recommend you watch this but um, dance in the Vampire Bund, B U N D. I don't know what the fuck a Bund is. Bund, don't but I'll dance tell you, that. that is the, that shit is that is that shit is hardcore weebs. That's at least a four out of five on the weeb scale. So now he's gonna watch that. No, please don't, Andy. Don't do that. But yes, no Vampire Hunter D in the same vein as Akira Ninja Scroll is like one of the earliest examples of an anime crossing the pond. And Vampire Hunter D is horror anime, which has a huge following. Um, Castlevania on Netflix. Right, I say Castlevania. That's a, technically a vampire anime, and it's new. There, I'll watch that one. I'll watch Castlevania. Say, uh, did they make... Um, Helsing. Sorry. Did they ever make a Devil May Cry anime? They did. Uh. I don't know if I would recommend <laughs> it. Like it I don't end, really... End I don't fuck story. with shit based off of video games. Right. Sorry. We, we've talked about that in our top five. Yeah, I don't yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, go on. Um... Uh, no, so yeah, you watched a little bit of Helsing. That's actually, like, I would consider Helsing probably the height of, like, supernatural anime shows. I was really I, I liking think, what I saw. Like, it, it was very, like, the animation style was superb. And if I'm recalling right, like, the, they were using, like, uh, like hypnosis-type, like, mind control with his, like, eye, con eye contact with her. And it was very, definitely. like you were saying, like, that, that graphic of gore and the the violence in it helsing is hyper violent and um very it actually has a really great story like alucard and like the whole like helsing organization but hunting like the undead it's actually a really great show and if you wanted you could watch helsing abridged <laughs> online which is actually pretty funny um <laughs> but i would probably watch actual helsing if you're actually interested in vampire anime um there's a lot of stuff out there but as sweeney and i were saying be careful. This is uh, check out Castlevania on Netflix. Why, maybe check out recheck out Vampire Hunter D dubbed or sub. Either is great. 
Um, maybe watch a little bit more Helsing if you want to give that a yeah. shot. Come back. Let me know what you thought. And while you do that, I'll see if I can actually find something I can recommend to you without putting you on somebody's fucking list. Because <laughs> <laughs> you will be on a list. Yeah. You will probably end up on a list with some of this shit. Good. Some, oh, uh, Blood, The Last Vampire. Um, that's actually pretty decent. Um, it was a 2000... Uh, it was uh, year 2000 is when it came out, but it's like a, a movie... Um, about a young woman who's like pretending to be in a high school, but she's actually like an ancient vampire. And uh, she's there hunting vampires hmm. and kills a whole bunch of motherfuckers <laughs> that are like, it, it takes place on an American base in Japan, which is kind of an interesting concept, but it got turned into like a TV series. Huh. Uh, but it, it all got spawned off of this movie and the, the manga that's related to it. But you might want to check out Blood, The Last Vampire, or Blood Plus, I believe it is called. It's actual plus symbol. <laughs> maybe if, you, if you're curious. But, um, but um, one one vampire show, I, I, I definitely suggest never touching is fucking Twilight. May that burn in hell. Yeah, don't touch that. I'll never watch that. Don't ever do that. Don't do that. I've never uh, seen no, it. No, it's garbage. It's not um, anime. But They're no, not vampires. You don't glitter in the sunlight. No. no, sir. You kill things. 30 Days of Night, I, I attest, is still the most accurate Love vampire it. film of all time. I would agree with that. Love it. Interview with a vampire gets a close second. We'll have to come back to this night. theme in October. Okay. I'm not, we're not going to do an anime for Andy's part four in October. No, That's no, no, no. Like. I'm saying like <laughs> vampire. vampire theme in general. We'll, we'll, we'll cover yeah. our, our horror. Yeah, and yeah. we'll do a films. Halloween episode. Yeah. That'll be fun for our listeners. And if you, and if anyone has any suggestions that they want us to talk about for a future upcoming holiday episodes, please post on our social media. We'd love that. And he is very right. Any kind of horror anime can go weeb really fast, really fast. <laughs> However, if it doesn't, and if it with, if it with, with the, if it withstands the urge to weeb out it and it actually good. sticks to those horror roots the way Helsing and Vampire Hunter D did, then it... it They're very good. Anime horror can be very badass. Yeah. Like, you can see some very cool shit. Uh, it, but like I said, like, like I told you the very first episode, it's, you gotta, you gotta, sometimes you gotta weed through a couple fives to get to <laughs> one of those zeros. If you start it and you start seeing some tentacles going weird, just turn it off. Run, run, <laughs> run away. If you hear anyone go, Dame, 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 could it say? Just turn it off. Turn it off. Stop. <laughs> Homeland Security will be through your window quite quickly. I promise you. Go on. <laughs> I, I, once again, as, as always with our Anime for Andy's episodes, I appreciate you go, trying to go outside of your box, Andy. I know it's not easy sometimes. <laughs> but um, I do believe uh, we are supposed to have a, uh, oh, who was supposed to do Hateful Grateful? So Hateful Grateful was mine, but I didn't really have a Hateful Grateful. I just realized, you know, we are geeks. And we are? one of the meccas of all geek culture just happened last week, which was Comic-Con. So I kind of just wanted to throw out a couple quick uh, things and we'll discuss it and we'll we'll call it. Um, cool. We'll call it Co Hateful Grateful Comic-Con edition. Comic-Con. <laughs> Um, so Hall H is the big hall where all the big the big wigs show up and just blow their load so everyone can see like it's movie trailer hall five yeah Hall H had no Marvel presence no HBO presence no Disney presence it was all up to DC this year really <laughs> yeah huh Go on. None. Um, so I was a little hateful with that. Like, you're telling me that you have nothing uh, Infinity War Part 2 or Captain Marvel? No, because they have D23. So they're going to wait and do all their stuff for their own event. 
I would still say Comic-Con is way bigger than DC. I would say so too, but you know that's what they're going to do. Disney thinks they run the fucking world now. And HBO. I mean, they no, do. No HBO presence well, there. Well, I mean, what's HBO going to show? Westworld? Um, how about Game of Thrones? That is nah. next year. Then nobody cares about that. They con- <laughs> I mean, this, this year's San Diego Comic-Con caught a lot of people with their pants down. And Andy's right. A lot, like, there was not a huge showing at Hall H. DC carried it. You got Shazam. You got fucking Aquaman. Yeah, you, you, you so, got the so Joker movie announcement. We got we got the Aquaman trailer, uh-huh, uh-huh. which I really liked. A um, lot of gripe about how the special effects don't look completely done yet. I didn't see anything that looked too what bad. What didn't look done? The, 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 the sharks looked fine to me, bro. The well, sharks that, looked even good. They had the awesome like effect where he's underwater, but he's still talking, talking and, and like the, his hair is waving. Like that looked really good. Uh, I thought it looked good. Um, I actually am excited for a fucking Aquaman. Grateful. Yes. (laughs) Grateful. Like, who thought, even just like five years ago, if somebody was like, we're making an Aquaman movie? I think we all. I would have laughed in your face. I think we all said when they got Jason Momoa to do it, we were like, okay, Okay. it's going to be good. (laughs) Dude, Cal Drogo can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Black Black Manta looked spot on. Yes. Black Manta looked badass. They even got the laser beam right. And it was, so is it. Um, it's obviously Aquaman, but what's what's his King Orm? Yeah, his uh, step step brother, brother. Yeah, half brother. Okay, his half brother. Yeah, they share a mother, brother, brother. <laughs> so he wants to uh, wage war on the the on land. land. Yeah, the 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 living of it's the land. The fucking plot of the DC animated movie Throne Throne of Atlantis. It is. It, it is. And if you haven't seen that, check it out. It might spoil Aquaman the movie for you, but it's worth it. It's right. pretty much the only good Aquaman. Story. I mean, we get we get the funny of Jason Momoa going and jumping on the ship and saying permission to come on board, which is you know a funny joke if you're whatever. It wasn't that funny. I mean, it's funny to me. <laughs> Shut up, my funny, funny. my funny. Um, <laughs> and then we actually see him control animals, like as a aquatic child. animals, yeah. as a child, and then also the aquarium even, scene was pretty cool. Yeah, this has always been the the problem with fucking Aquaman though. Like he does in, in the past and cartoons and shit, they always make him control like guppies and right. dolphins and seashells by the seashore. <laughs> like nobody gave a shit about Aquaman. He's wearing like green little pantaloons and little green like, shellies. Like they were like Aquaman was dumb back in then. When they realized like, oh my god, Shark Week is popular. Let's make Aquaman talk, which is sharks. going on right now, by the way. Shark Week. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. the thirtieth, thirtieth week of our of Shark Week. Congratulations, everyone! <laughs> I want to see and the Meg comes out next. I was going to say, weeks. I want to see Aquaman bring up a megalodon. <laughs> you might get to see that. Well, yeah. you, obviously, like, he controls the shark in the aquarium. Yeah, and then who knows what else he's going to do? Well, it looked like the trench is involved in this also. Yeah, and it looked like they were mounted on great white sharks. I'm very excited for an Aquaman film. Obviously, this takes place before the events of Justice League. Does it? I feel like it, it, I feel it, like it looks takes like it does. So I couldn't tell because it was like, yes, we had the flashback of him as a child, but then we also had a relationship with he was having. So I, well, yeah, I might be right because he did leave for a while in Justice League. He had to come back. So, yeah, maybe. Because I feel like in the events of Justice League, Mira obviously knows him. Right. They had a conversation. <laughs> I feel like, and he's obviously going to meet her for the first time in this film. So You're probably right. I'm, I'm feeling like this is a... Bef- this is maybe him reflecting on how he became it's, Aquaman. It's the origin story. We're well, getting his yeah, origin, origin and then fast forward to well, him he, taking his, the throne. Wait, his origin story? He was born. <laughs> the end. <laughs> he is half Atlantean, half right, land that's lover. That's the origin. He was born. Like, there's no like... 
My mom was a queen. Right. My dad was a lighthouse keeper. <laughs> Origin toad. Origin done. <laughs> I was born. And I, I like that they did not show uh, the actual king of Atlantis being played by Dolph Lundgren. I'm glad they don't. I, I don't want that spoiled. Yeah. I want to see that when I see the movie. This is, okay, have you guys ever seen Moana? Yeah. I know it's a, it's a, it's a I, Disney I, I film. I actually really enjoy that movie. <laughs> I enjoy, Moana's pretty good. I like it. It's yeah. got good music. Yeah. But you know Maui played by The Rock? Yeah. Yeah. Is it just me or does Jason Momoa's Aquaman look like Maui hit the gym for a while? <laughs> Am I wrong? Slender down, Am I like Slender down a little bit. Yep. Not, not so broad. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say except You're protein and lifting? <laughs> oh, went there. Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah. so, Carb free. <laughs> so the other uh, the other trailer we got was Shazam. Shazam, which I liked. I liked the the feel of it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't like Zachary Levi. I thought he is great for it. Is it Levy or Levi? I don't know. I'm gonna go with Levy. I'm gonna go with Levy also because it's not an I. It's Levy. Not Zach Levy. Zach so Le- Zachary. <laughs> uh, thought he was doing great. Uh, the scene when he is in the backyard and he holds up the piece of paper that says "Don't scream," taken almost right from Justice League War, another animated film, where oh, he's like trying to get talk to his friend, yeah, talking he says, to it's, the it's other me, foster Billy. children in there. He's like, "Hey, it's me." It's, it's me, in Billy. the backyard. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had a discussion about how I absolutely despise the padded suit, <laughs> and I completely get what you're saying. I get why. They would they would do that because it is Billy Bastion's idea of how a hero would look. I just don't like the See, look of a padded suit. And to me, when I, I saw you. when I saw the trailer, I didn't even notice the padded suit. How do you not? I that just is don't. For every me, every single website okay. that is talking about it right now, you have now, your opinion, and I have mine. And yours is wrong. I mean, I'm gonna <laughs> no, say it's, it's pretty. It's pretty obvious. But, uh, that I, it's I, like I understand. A weird like, I understand suit. When I, but I think padded suit. I think of a baggy. Like a suit that's so baggy, like you see, like like a bad, co- like a bad Halloween costume. That's what I think of as a padded suit. Pad? No, but I know what you guys mean. But that's what I—that's my perception of a padded suit. Like it's too big for them. It looks funky. Like I thought when they, they bend did, their arms. It doesn't like look right. Stuff like that. It looked good on, like Batflex suit is heavily padded, but it still looked decent. This one you could see, like it is like actually a wave like you could see like down inside his suit at his neck like the the you could see rubber muscles yeah I just, I, it wasn't I, just my it I, wasn't my interpretation of a padded suit but i understand what you're saying yeah it's fake. i think you guys are saying the same thing yeah. but you're using different terminology it's fake. i, I, I get what you're it, it, it looks fake it muscle looks plastic suit. it looks not right. real right. yeah and i understand I, what you're saying like completely i could buy that explanation I, the execution to me is still but I like that they. Ex- so, so let me explain why I. Th- okay, Andy is like is paraphrasing something that we had a, 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 a fairly heated debate <laughs> on my birthday on Saturday. Um, Andy's uh, feeling that it looks fake. It looks completely out of place. It looks just not real, and it definitely doesn't look like Zach Levy. Uh, no, no part of that suit is actually Zach Levy, except for maybe the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but I, yeah, and I get that. But I think it's being done intentionally. I think that they are going for. The, men, the, the idea of like a 12-year-old Billy Batson in this grimy, gritty DC universe that the, they created has this like ideal... Obviously, Billy Batson is a big Superman fan. If somebody gave me magical powers and said, who do you want to turn into? It's like, Superman! <laughs> like, immediately. But this is like his 12-year-old brain. Like, this is what an adult would look like in this perfect, 
idealized, like giant action figure looking like max headroom right. plastic shit is, is his projection of like who he would want to be as a perfect hero. So yeah, it looks fake as fuck. And it looks like he was like literally molded in plastic. He probably has no dick like a Ken doll. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also think but I get why you don't like it, but I think it's being done intentionally to say something about Billy's character. And I feel like they're trying to make, and this is just my comparison to like Marvel and DC a little bit, but it's not, not even like close to the same superhero at all. So I'm not saying that comparison, but just like their style. This is like their Ant-Man. Like they're trying to make it oh, funny and silly. I definitely got the lightheartedness. Yeah. I think DC needs this one. Yeah, this is their Ant-Man. They want to, they like, not everybody, like everybody, every good comic book fan knows Shazam, but not everybody knows Shazam. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people know the mythos behind Shazam either. Right, exactly. They, they, they've or that he used to be called Captain Marvel. They heard the name and they're like, oh yeah, I've heard that before. Wasn't that Shaq? Now let's That's talk about... I know! I know that! Because <laughs> I am Shazam. <laughs> let's talk about one that we could all agree that we are just going to shit all over. What are we shitting on? This is their live action straight to DC's streaming service Titans. This looked like an utter shit fest. I've never fucking like I, I, I'm I'm okay. I'm a DC fanboy. Self-admitted. I love DC. I love DC. <laughs> I'm wearing a fucking Superman shirt for those of you just listening and not watching the video. I obviously well, I I, I defended Man of Steel. I defended parts <laughs> of Dawn of Justice. I think Justice League is a good movie. I don't do this because I'm full of shit. I actually was able to formulate an argument for these films. There is no defense. <laughs> None. For the Titans show. None. It is fucking hot garbage in a dumpster fire. <laughs> the superficial <laughs> side of it, it looks wrong. The looks actual terrible. source material of it, they didn't get a single character right. You got Dick Grayson <laughs> Robin one. saying fuck Batman. No, that would never happen. Dick Grayson loves Bruce. They, that's his dad. If that was Jason Todd, I would have been like, yeah, yeah that makes sense. It. That would make sense. Jason Nightwing. Todd totally yeah. says fuck. Even when he Dick totally Grayson becomes Batman. Nightwing, like in He's, that process, he does have a little bit of a contentious a yeah, bit. relationship with Batman, kind of like that, hey, I, I'm good I enough can do now. this, I yeah. can do this. I'm, at no point in time would he ever say fuck Batman. No. It was, no he was, his, not he was once. his role model. He was yeah. like his ideology of what I want to be. Look at Starfire, dude. What the fuck? Oh my God. Is she a hooker? <laughs> yeah, and everybody's like, oh, you can't hate on her just because they cast a black woman. I have That's zero problem with that at all. Gamora, amazing. This is... Make it look like the character. Yeah. Give her like... Orange, she's an alien an for Christ's sake. Skin. Give her something that doesn't look like a hooker wig. The costume looks stupid. The it looks like she's awful. wearing like... Purple prince pleather miniskirt. It's weird. It's just at no point was there Starfire. any green or a green effects to her abilities. We didn't see Beast Boy change at all. Not once. I get why you don't have Cyborg in this. He's in the the He's Justice League. He's heard you grow up. So you bring Hawk and Dove in, <laughs> who aren't your more bang bang fight him up like brutality, hacking people's legs off with his wings. That's weird, man. Like. <laughs> Titans are not an ultra-violent group. No. Like, they were kids, man. They were training to be, like, future leaguers. That's the whole reason Teen Batman made Teen Titans. He was like, you all need to, like, know what it's like to work with a team. So go off and join the fucking nerdy Boy Scout superhero shit. And Raven. Like, that was the... Raven. Oh. Holy 
fuck, man. Raven is probably one of my favorite of the Teen Titans because it's demons. It's magic. She's like a hardcore goth. They, okay. All right. This is something we need to get definitions. We need to explain (laughs) this to our listeners. There are emos and there are goths. She should be goth. Emos hate themselves. Emos cut themselves. They whine about how terrible they are and they're just, they listen to really sad pap fucking emo music. Emos are inwardly hateful. Goths think the world is right. fucked they up. They hate everybody and they, else. They hate everybody else and they smoke cigarettes and they think that you're a fucking conformist piece of shit and they're awesome. So <laughs> emos and goths are polar fucking opposites. And in the comic book and in the cartoon, Raven is a goth. Right, yes. She's Even Teen Titans show, Go Teen Titans has go, Raven right. She's a goth. Titans Go did Raven better than Titans. I, I, I really enjoy Teen Titans Go. I do too. Okay. <laughs> I like regular Teen Titans. I don't watch Teen Titans Go because I can't. But but yes, in this show, it is obvious from the from minute one, Raven's an emo. She's like, I'm so emotional in my pain, and I've got demons in me, and help me. Oh, I'm terrible. Help me control it. Like her father's <laughs> Trigon. 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 Yeah, Trigon. Trigon. Sure. And, she like accepts this, even though she hates his guts and she was like, screw, but she accepts who she is. She accepts her powers. She, and then, like you said, she uses them to her benefit and to help her close knit of friends, but fuck the rest of the world. Like, cause yeah, she bottles up her emotions intentionally to control her powers. Yeah, and so she's this very one, like, she is, she's just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Make it stop. Arr. I keep making cool shadows come out and steal candy bars. It's awful. Like, fuck off. Like, don't you even take <laughs> one of the most beloved DC properties and just get everything yeah, about I'm it so wrong. I'm so mad they fucked up Dick Grayson. All wrong. Dude, I love Starfire. I love, she's funny. She's, she's like a super, like, interesting part of the Titans because she's like always happy go lucky. Right. And they made her this, like, I don't Are even they know. Make her like, alien? I, she doesn't look like an alien to me. And she's actually shooting flames, which is not what she no, does at all. It's energy. And she's wearing this like weird purple pleather. Like, it oh, looks like a hooker outfit. I'm just going to say this. And the character, like she's got like orange skin and like, uh, I don't, it, this is not Starfire. No, I don't know what they're Starfire, doing with this character. It's not Raven. We don't even know and, Beast Boy yet because they showed absolutely nothing of him. There's no reason to avoid an alien plot line for Starfire. Superman's an alien. Right. Yeah. You've established aliens that there's exist. aliens. You can do this. You can get away with it. It's no nobody is going to be like. I don't understand. Where is she from? Tamaranian? <laughs> like, come on. Like, I don't understand why they intentionally dumb down and then ruin characters. Like, who are you sparking this show to? Do you think anybody who's not already a DC or Teen Titans fan is going to watch your fucking show? No. Oh. You need us to like your show to create word of mouth for people who don't know what the fuck you're doing. Right. That's why we exist. We're nerds. We know that we, we Wait, already like what you're selling. And you think they would have gotten the point when the, with their WB shows? Like, you think they would have gotten that by now? Because not everybody cared about Green Arrow. Not everybody cared about The Flash. But they but made they, them watchable. They got the Flash is good. Yeah. Oh, I know. They made them watchable. They made, yeah. they made the word of mouth. I like Flash. Do the same thing with Teen Titans. Like, why Flash was so is good hard? because it is so close to the source material. Right. Like, Smallville was awful. So I'm you're sorry, making yeah. Smallville you was bad. You no. can't introduce fucking Doomsday before he's even Superman. What the hell were they thinking? Stop right. it. Right, now that was bad. But I mean, like, the past couple of years, WB got it pretty good with their... Supergirl's okay, I hear. Yeah, with their, their TV shows. So, like, just take that premise. Teen Titans. <laughs> 
Honestly, they need to stop. I, okay, when it comes to television, just because you got Flash and maybe parts of Green Arrow, right? Right. You need to stop. Like the, you haven't, you've you failed far more than you succeeded. And DC has always done gangbusters when it comes to animation. Yeah. And this is one of the things they announced at San Diego Comic Con that I'm actually really happy about, Andy. What's that? They're bringing back Young Justice. They are. And the Clone Wars. And, eh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> I'm happy the Clone Wars. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I, I, yes, they're bringing back Young Justice. It looks fucking incredible. I'm very excited about that. Just, so other just than so that, skip Teen Titans and just watch Young Justice. <laughs> uh, other than that stuff, Comic-Con was, I think, kind of a little letdown this year. Uh, the new Godzilla trailer, King of Monsters, was pretty epic. Uh, it was freaking uh, Eleven from Stranger Things just sitting at a... That's the one that I actual, saw. I missed, I, I, so maybe I missed seen the whole trailer. trailer. I saw the... I must have just seen the teaser then where she's sitting at yeah. like a ham radio. Yeah, that's the teaser. The, the Hall H trailer, which viewed on like the big day, you got to see Mothra, Rodan, and King Ghidorah. And lots of Godzilla. It looks epic. Godzilla. I'm pretty. I'm pretty. <laughs> Mothra, Godzilla. I'm very excited for the new uh, Godzilla, even though the first one had him on for like five minutes yeah, that was of very the long. entire movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Barely showed Godzilla, and then you kill off Brian Cranston. It's just like, what the fuck? This is terrible. Oh, but no, this looks like it'll be good. Walter, like the no. Monarch group. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think I'm with you on that. Other than the awesome pop figs that got released, San Diego Comic Con was kind of a kind of a letdown this year. Yeah, feel bad for those of you stupid enough to travel to San Diego and spend all that money on your con. <laughs> we, however, are going to the East Coast San Diego Comic Con in a few weeks. I'm really excited to see you guys at Dragon Con. Yes, we will be at Dragon Con in exactly one month. One month. We will be down there. We, uh, you're getting that uh, rig for the. Cell phone? Yes. Oh, I was like, I where's going more? to get is, that is rig? Is this a sex toy? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? The rig for the rig. No, <laughs> no. I, I, I will be purchasing a portable, like, mic, it's microphone and, and camera holding rig Ooh. for a yeah, phone. Yeah, so we'll be down there uh, interviewing, getting some uh, cosplayers, talking, having a good time. So if you're going to be down there, look for four guys pretty drunk. <laughs> <laughs> four you, out of the 80,000. You, you can have her autograph. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, not mine. I don't want you stealing my identity. But yeah, if you're in costume, well, we'd love to talk to you. If you're not in costume and you just like the show, we'd love to talk to you as well. Uh, yeah, anything goes, really. <laughs> we don't have any limits. Let's, fuck it. Let's get crazy. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get... No, fuck you guys. Fire it right up. Oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Mm. Oh, uh, right. So Jason, uh, speaking of Jason Momoa and fired up, uh, he's backed out of the crow. So now the crow is once again uh, dead in the Leave water. Leave it dead. It needs to stay Leave it dead. Leave Don't it. touch it. It needs to. Don't touch the crow, dude. Anyway, Don't touch Brandon well, Lee. Uh, is there any, any other news that we want to bring up this week? No, I think that's it. Uh, next week, I believe we're going to talk more funny books and actually... Uh, you mean the comics? And we're going to talk some comic books and talk comic about books. some of the recent storylines. Metal. Uh, we got some metal's over. Metal's been done for a while, bro. We got some books that have rolled over to number ones again. <laughs> again, shocking. <laughs> we had Hasn't a, been a fucking year. major death today. Oh yeah, we did. Major death today is. We're recording this. It's a Wednesday, and it's New Comic Book Day. And uh, Marvel has a story called Infinity Wars Prime, and number one came out, and somebody dies. 
somebody. major character. I'll tell you after we stop recording. We'll save it for next week. <gasps> tell me. Oh, oh, I can't wait. Oh, I really, really. I just want to say I really, really hope it's. I really hope it's Tony Stark. Again. Oh, you jerk. It's not. <laughs> I'm sorry, sweetie. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I hope it's Bruce Banner again because I've had enough of this immortal Hulk bullshit. It's not. <laughs> Zombie Hulk. Zombie Hulk's back. Ugh. He's, he, he'll be regular Hulk here pretty soon, which I'm so hoping for because then that means I got my totally Hulk horny on. Hulk will be gone. Amadeus Joe. Uh, Amadeus, Amadeus. Nobody watches your comic, Amadeus. <laughs> I got my Hulk shirt Amadeus. on. Amadeus. Nice. I got Spidey. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you very much for another successful anime for Andy's part three. Um, tune in next time for when we talk about vampire anime and anime for Andy's number four. Uh, coming to you probably in September-ish, maybe October. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if Andy can actually remember anything he talked about tonight or anything, if he can watch it all. What is Or anime? if I have to lend him out every single one of my streaming service passwords <laughs> so he can actually watch any of these shows, you cheap fuck. <laughs> what is this anime you what speak of? What is this of? anime? <laughs> I watched your anime the other day, and I thought Mighty Mouse was excellent. <laughs> you fuck. I read your All book, right, you well, beautiful bastard. All right. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in to the Hateful Geeks. I'm one of your many hosts, Phil. This is Sweeney. And I'm Andy. And once again, we had no Tim. <laughs> I just want to say, look how quickly and efficient our episode was. Anyway, have a great <laughs> night. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey.